This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. Did you know that Duct Tape Marketing is more than a powerful system for small business marketing? It's also a network of independent marketing consultants around the world who use the Duct Tape Marketing methodology to help small businesses grow. Check it out at ducttape.me slash 123go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and I'm going to be your guest today and your host. This is a solo show. Probably going to end up being kind of a short one, but there's uh, something I want to get off my chest that I think is really important. Right now, <clears throat> beginning of May, whenever you're listening to this, 2020, a lot of people are urging you to consider this big pivot, you know, to move your business online, consider new markets. So, for example, you see distilleries making hand sanitizer and bakeries starting online courses, people getting haircuts virtually, or the little machine shop trying to, uh, to figure out how to make ventilators. So you're thinking, what should I do? How can I innovate? I don't think any, there's anything wrong with any of these ideas. I don't think, any, think these ideas about pivoting and moving online are bad ones. It just might not apply to you. What if, instead, you decided to think smaller? Now, I know on the surface that doesn't really sound super innovative, does it? But here's what I mean. What if you decided to look at your business and figure out who your ideal customer actually is? And let me give you a hint. It's more than likely. It's the people that you consider your top 20%. What if you went to work on figuring out how, can you, how you could not only serve them, but serve them better. Figure out why they love doing business with you and then up the game, do it better again. Figure out how you could impact their entire ecosystem by doing better for them. And I'll explain that one in a minute. But figure out how serving them in new and bold ways would actually attract more customers like them. Figure out how to focus on this much smaller group and then create systems so you can do it better, faster, and more profitably. Now, for me, that's a recipe of how you come out of this current climate super profitable. Now, I know a lot of people are struggling just to figure out how to hang in there. But I also know a lot of small business owners, consultants, folks that I work with on an ongoing basis have also found that focusing more attention on the things that matter and maybe less on, I don't know, time on Facebook or trying to cover your tracks in every single social network, focusing on what matters probably means that you're focusing on your best clients. Now, <clears throat> let me give you a, uh, go get a pen and paper. Now, I know if you're running or walking the dog or something, that's going to be a little hard to do. Um, and you can come back to the show notes and I'll have these questions for you as well. But there's a handful of questions I want you to ask. I want you to, I want you to write these down, not just ask these questions. Actually, spend some time thinking about this. So the first one, who are our best clients? Now, for me, my best clients are ones that I have the opportunity to do repeat business with. They stay with me on a retainer basis. Uh, maybe there's opportunities to grow with them and mature with them. They communicate well. 
They appreciate communication. They collaborate. They feel like this is a team effort. They're teachable. In many cases, they consider themselves entrepreneurs, and they care about the industry. So it's not just I do X business with them, and that makes them a good client because that business is profitable. That's obviously important. But all those other factors, teachable, collaborate, they collaborate, they communicate, they care about the industry. These are the traits that I found in my best clients. And, and what I'm suggesting is that if we narrow our focus to serving them, really at the exclusion of chasing some opportunity, being on some other show or some other podcast because it doesn't really pay the bills, it doesn't really serve your clients, stop worrying so much about getting new clients and focus your attention on not only the ones you have, but your best ones. Now, one of the things that I think you're going to have to wrestle with and spend some time with is what, well, here's the question. What do we excel at doing? What I'm really asking is what problem do you solve for that ideal client of yours? And I don't mean, oh, we get them this product that they want and it you know, helps them get X, Y, Z. Really dig in. What do your best clients tell you? Go to your reviews. If you have Google reviews, for example, read them. Read all the five-star ones. What are they telling you is the problem that you solve? Because it probably has very little to do with your product or service and more about the experience that they've actually had working with you. So that's number two. What do you excel at doing? Number three, how could we do it better. Hmm. Gosh, I'm already working really as hard as I can. Are you really? <laughs> Somebody agreed to pay you. You delivered what you said. Could you actually blow their mind? Could you actually do it way better than you are today? Could you actually find ways to serve them, give them more? Now, I know that may seem like a stretch, but that's certainly in, in this climate, <laughs> uh, that's sort of an expectation. But what if you actually took what you've now figured out how to deliver to them at a fair price and just said, how can we serve them better? How can we do more? How could we just absolutely blow their mind? That's going to be a hard one, but that's going to be end up being the one that pays the biggest dividend. Now, here's that side question I asked. How could we impact, this is number four, how can we impact the entire ecosystem of our best clients? So this one takes a little thinking. Um, what I mean by this is that if you have a client, especially in B2B, it, it still applies in B2C, but in B2B world, you know that client that you have probably also has a whole lot of other advisors and vendors and service providers that make their world go round. How could you actually think about ways that you could help those other advisors, vendors, suppliers do more or get a stronger relationship with your client. So let me give you an example. I have a client that is a management consultant. And that management consultant has their own clients, but they also have uh, in vendors that they work with, suppliers that they work with, who need to understand their business better. 
So what if we put on a little workshop for all of their clients, all of their vendors, all their suppliers, that wasn't just about me trying to sell marketing services. Uh, let's face it, that would happen anyway. <laughs> but it was really more about how they could do uh, how they could do more with this management consultant, how they could understand the work we're doing. So for example, this management consultant, we're helping them with their core message, with who makes an ideal client for them. What if we taught their entire ecosystem? What if we taught their accountant their core difference, what their business plans are, what their goals, their objectives are? What if we played a role in that? Now this one's, this one's just gonna take some creativity, it's gonna take some faith, <laughs> But what I believe it ultimately will lead to is not only will you be doing a better job serving your ideal client, you're gonna get business from serving their ecosystem as well. And again, that's not the goal. I mean, it ultimately is always the goal, I guess, but that's not the, the initial motive. The initial motive is you're doing another solid service for your existing Client. So so don't discount that one as, oh, that's not for me. I don't have that kind of business. I don't work with management consultants. Don't discount that one. Give that one some serious thought. Write down your 10 best clients and start pondering who else do they serve? Who else serves them? Who else could benefit from knowing what I know about my best clients? Sit with that one. All right, number five, and this is the last one. Can we create systems to do it? So remember in number three, I asked you to uh, think about upping your game, thinking about ways that you could do it better. Well, that comes with a cost. That comes with more resources, more time, more energy, maybe more time with the client. So how could you create systems that might actually allow you to then take that new strategy, take that new game, and up it, but not at an ultimate cost. That's something that you could actually document and create processes around so that ultimately, <laughs> you're not only doing a better job, they're getting better service because you've documented it, because you've created processes, because you've created systems. All right, that's it for today. Think about this as your strategy. Would what I'm talking about allow you to serve your clients even better? <laughs> Will it help you improve or tap into what you already do, the value, the problem, your core difference, your strength? Because if you can answer yes to both of those, then I can just about guarantee you that you are going to get more business from your existing clients. You're gonna get referrals from your existing clients. Stop trying to chase everything and go serve your best clients. That's it for today. Take care. Be well.